You're going to spin off this planet. I love it. Keep at it. Good evening, Lions Faithful, and welcome back to another episode of The Sunday Spins. I'm your mm-hmm. host, Noids, here with BPC and Archie, and the boys got a W. We've run absolute train through the AFC West. What is that pitiful division that we've gone 3-0 and against? Um, I was there at the game myself. We'll talk about that in boots on the ground. We'll do some good, the bad, and the ugly, um, as well as we've got another guest joining us for an interview, another edition of Die Hards in the Den. It's Wills Fator. Um, we'll, we'll do some of the certified ball knower competition updates, quick sneak preview. RC went 4-0. and all. Looks like he's, he's, <laughs> he's getting out of the cellar. <laughs> Things are heating up down here on, on stretch. We'll then hang some banners and get out of here. So we'll start um, with the boots on the ground report. I was in SoFi Stadium this past weekend. Um, I didn't know what to expect because uh, you hear all these things just about insulting the Chargers fans. I feel like they're the most famously underrepresented fan base of like anywhere um, besides maybe the Raiders in Las Vegas since they just moved there. Um, and you get so many visitors in Vegas, but I, I went to some of their tailgate setup called, I believe it's Thunder Alley. And honestly, this place was electric. There was uh, like Chargers gears everywhere. There was a dude dressed up in a Predator uniform um, that had like, the lions like stabbed through a spike. There was multiple like I they, saw they that would, picture. They would yeah. take different stuffed animals and just like shove lightning bolts through them. Um, but <laughs> not but even they a were, lion. <laughs> and I was like, like not a lion. I was like, what type of like, um, what type of environment am I walking into? Um, but they were nuts. I will say this is all of the Chargers fans were like really nice. I didn't see any fights or anything like that. It was a very, it was a very SoCal vibe, you know? Yeah. They're just like, we're, we're here to hopefully win the game. I feel like you're Bro. a Chargers fan. You can't, you can't be that confident against an opposing team. No, you're like, we got, like, Justin Herbert, man. Like, come on, dude. And that, that, Have you seen the flow? Have you seen dude, the flow, bro? Dude, the fucking stadium looks so sick. I know Tony sent me a picture of it. That place is, like, futuristic. It's insane with that, like, 360 fucking scoreboard. Fucking yeah, the 360 screen. scoreboard is elite. Photographs very well. I, I think SoFi's got, like, a really – a really nice stadium um it's it's in inglewood which is makes it kind of annoying if you have to uber out i think last time when i went with eli to the uh to the rams game it took us like an hour and a half to get an uber so i i did end up driving this time it was like a lot smoother um, Smart. but i i think it's overall a, a little barking in the background there yeah, yeah i mean dog that, of the week i mean yeah I, there was just some dog behavior Bypassing the Uber week. and just going straight to driving. <laughs> that uh, wasn't one of my sound effects. Uh, no, that was my dog. sound effect. My, 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 my boy Bailey knows knows a dog when he sees one. So, Thanks. <laughs> um, but, so but honestly, speaking of dogs, it, that's kind of impressive in terms of um, boots on the ground. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what Will's felt up in the, the nosebleeds a little bit. Um, 
because that that sounds like some football guys are out there as some legit like football fans. Um, there was I like saw stabbing, the crack man stabbing. No, but even Chargers fans like stabbing stuffed animals. That's that's kind of that's pretty gritty. I, I love that. Yeah, that is pretty gritty. They had a lot of uh, sponsors out there. There was a lot of like weird uniforms and costumes, so it definitely blended well. Um, like I said, there was kind of the Lions diehard group that I saw on Twitter all went to this one tailgate called like Swooping D. Um, and I saw mm. the crack man retweeted it. So I was like, okay, this is my chance to like get like eye to eye with this old fucking spin. Um, and well, I well, he's, say, a, he's a long time listener. He's a long time listener. <laughs> There's no way he can figure out how to listen to this podcast. Um, just like it was great to like see him shake his hand, but. It is like wild how much of a kind of like celebrity he is there. Like he's constantly just getting people taking pictures and shaking hands. I, I wanted to assess a little bit of his diehardness, obviously beyond just like the base level. You see him with the hat, the signatures, the overalls, the like weirdly dyed blue beard, which almost feels like he ate like a cupcake, like very messily, like a third grader, um, or was just a very poor dye job. Tough to tell. Um, but when I asked him, I was like, okay, got the picture with him. And I started to feed him a little bit of back and forth, trying to get his assessment on the game. I was like, O-line's back. Like, we're running all, running through them all day. Great pick by me. Um, yeah. Just getting knots from the crack, man. I think I tried to broach, like, three or four different subjects. And he was like, you believe it, buddy. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I think we kind of lean into this. Like, he probably thinks we're, we're weird, but – um i i think we just we tweet at him the, the weirdest would be just texting him with uh that picture but i think we, we we might as well just tweet at him and just and just lean into it um and we'll just get him on the pod someday you know wasn't he supposed to come on the pod or am i tripping? yeah yeah he, he ghosted me a little bit but oh then, that's fucked up so I honestly probably- like every ever the start of every great podcast story is just getting ghosted by by all your heroes so Mm. I mean, we could go one or two ways, though, with it. We could also lean into the other end and just be like, okay, we're enemies now and, mm. and go at him that way. So we'll see. I think we have to give him a little bit longer to potentially, like, come on. Our first um, stop. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we get, like, uh, the army to the, the Sunday Spins army as there are, I mean, millions at this point yeah. to yeah. just start spamming him. The, the Hall of Fame listeners. Well, what we could do is, well, let, why don't we do this? We'll make it the, at the uh, album cover, and then we'll tweet at him the link of the YouTube, and we'll just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our balls are, are in his court, literally. Yeah, may have to edit out that cupcake comment then. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that one plays. No, no. Um, but no, it was a great experience. I think the last thing just from like boots on the ground is that made it really difficult um, is obviously you always want to see like how many Chargers fans are there versus Lions fans. And I've always grown up with this idea that it's like, yeah, we're Honolulu blue. It's this like bright ass blue. And then there's like the Chargers blue. And that's like this light like powder blue, like very different colors, wrong. When you're right in the same stadium, they look exactly the fucking same. And I couldn't tell how many Chargers fans there were versus Lions, but there was a lot of us out there. And when you heard from like a noise perspective, um, 
it was literally equally as loud for the Lions when we were trying to throw them off on third down as, as it was in the reverse. That's so, verbatim what Jared Goff said today. He's like, yeah, jerseys were kind of similar today, so I couldn't really tell how many fans we had there, but our third downs were just as loud as their third downs. Like me and Jared, exactly one brain. Said. <laughs> one brain. Yeah, yeah. He's that, next, that, episode, next episode, Jared Goff coming on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it's huge, though. Uh, and it's only going to get better um, in terms of the, the diehards coming out. I mean, I've said it before, but we, we've, been, we've been talking privately for a long time. Like, can you imagine what would happen if the Lions were good and, like, we're living it? Like, every, every away game, there's no home, home field advantage. Um, and I think we it, just we just keep rolling, man. This is this fucking is so, crazy. So awesome. It's too easy too. I feel like when you give us a venue like going to LA in November, um, it like I feel like so many Detroiters are down to hop on that. Um, I I'd like to see as things like progress throughout the season. I just feel like you know going to Minnesota in like December. That's a real like diehard test, like for us. Like, thank God that yeah, that's is, is indoor because I think they would literally like freeze to death. Um, yeah. but no one wants to fucking go to Minnesota. In it's also Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. It's the twenty fourth. <laughs> so like, I highly doubt that. Um, luckily a lose us, your family there's a, move. There's a bunch of Detroiters from that live in live in yeah. uh, live in uh, Chicago. So I think Soldier Field, Soldier Field will kind of be a decent amount of Lions fans there. And also they're really oh, bad. For sure. so they're going to be like, I'm not like going to this fucking game. No. Yeah. You know that, I mean? the, the Thursday night um, for in terms of my boots on the ground, the Thursday night Panthers game, the get in price was like 50, $60. And uh, I've been watching these prices for the, for the bears Lions oh game. God. And, and it hasn't really gone below like 150, even, even as they're like sort of like quasi tanking. Um, so I, I'm expecting a huge Lions turnout. Yeah, that's um, probably because of Lions fans too, right? Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. For like, sure. Yeah, they they don't. They, it's going to be huge. And um, I mean, same thing would happen historically when the Wings would come to town playing the Blackhawks. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that Lions fans don't know how rough an outdoor uh, game will be in December. And I think that's okay. Let's just just, just let them get in. It'll be cold a little bit, and they'll be they'll be riled up. So. Yeah, clearly we when we do the cover for next week, we may have to release you and I the boy up uh, of the Bears game last year when we went. Well, when we conquered Soldier Field, clearly was talking shit to a, a guy um, successfully in the first time in the history of Lions fans talking shit, um, and it was beautiful. A lot of people say that was the turning point of the entire season is clearly talking shit and the Lions yeah. miraculously backing it up on the field. Yeah. Well, we'll no, drop that in th- uh, four weeks, right? Or because we play home, we play Bears home. Then yeah, we'll have, we'll have another some... home, and then we play Bears in, again in like two weeks after that, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Sounds vaguely correct. Who knows? Let's let's get <laughs> let's get into into the actual game. I was there, so I'd like I have watched some of the highlights like over again. Um, just for some of those calls, because especially when I was in the stadium, yeah. it felt like every single time there was like a call or offsetting penalties, it always swung the Chargers' way. 
um, which was like shitty on all those, but it was an it was an objectively awesome game to watch. I feel like it was an offensive explosion. Like we couldn't yeah. be stopped. We ran the ball all over everybody. We had the full starting offensive line out there, and it just shows you. It felt like a Thanos, like all the fucking Infinity Stones, and it was just like, yeah, when we have all five out there. Um, don't care if you're like Joey Bosa, you're like Khalil Mack, like, and you have a great run defense, like doesn't fucking matter. Like we're going to shred you. And it felt like that was the story. And then it's like, whenever you try and commit on that, Jared Goff just shredded them yeah. downfield. It just sucked because that shot block, like really like Jamo would have had a really good game. Cause you did, I know. they did what we wanted him, them to do is like, get him like that quick like like easy catch and just and then he got in there he like made an explosive play and got in the end zone and then they called it back he didn't even make contact on that fucking chop block and he was an edge rusher i think you're allowed to do that but who knows i mean they they called it's it such so. a fake call it's such a fake call and i i mean that's the second one that you've watched get called back for him whatever i like i prefer his play that stood more than that one um when he the block. made like the crucial block um for montgomery that was nasty down the sideline it was hilarious after the game of montgomery it was just like um yeah you know it was like took a ton of grit and like humility to like be that type of lead blocker like as a wide receiver when he's like a playmaker himself but he's just like yeah like jmo caught up to me and i'm pretty sure he was just jogging <laughs> so that was like yeah. a little humbling for me. And you rewatch the tape and it he's he actually jogging. He accelerates in one second and instantly gets in front of him and, and makes that block. And it was such an effort play, such like a gritty play. And it's not the first time um that he's done it. So I felt like that was an awesome um, Yeah, he made that another was an awesome block. consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, he made another block on the same like he made the first block and then he ran down there and made the other block. Yeah. It was a really good play by him. And it was so sick. It was the sickest fucking run, dude. I, we all like jumped up and we we're like, go, go. Yeah. His little like wiggle, like cut out. I was like, I was spinning. It was good to have him back this game though. Full, full disclosure too. So I know we did have, we saw a little bit of the goal line issues pop up like slightly there. We were trying to uh, punch it in. So my seats were in the end zone. I was right there and I was trying to get like, you know, the tape of the touchdown going in on one of those first drives. And they ended up going, going for it, like on fourth down and getting stuff and credit to me after that, I stopped trying to film the touchdowns and we never didn't score again. So I feel as though I'm, I'm due mm-hmm. some credit from the football faithful. Yeah. So they, for once and for all, we proved if it if you don't put it on Instagram, it, it did still happen. It um, did. So for all the the, the philosophers. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, I mean, I think my my biggest takeaway from that game is um especially after watching a lot of pretty good college games um kind of get away from teams in the second half and a lot of like momentum shifts. I think that was that was kind of the coolest part about that fourth quarter. Like obviously we have the capability to score like that. But it looked like coming out of the coming out of the half, the Chargers defense made some made some adjustments, and they yeah. were kind of dialed in, and we weren't really doing much of anything. Um, and a lot of offenses would have just kind of continued to sputter. But somehow, between like kind of Ben Johnson, 
um, calling up plays. And, and I think like that, that David Montgomery sort of momentum boost of just running someone over and, and getting a, a quick first down and getting ahead of schedule. Um, that, that was awesome to see and something that's like very hard to do. And, and it's, it doesn't really come up in, in terms of stats and, and the plays, even like highlights, but in the flow of the game, we were, we were kind of done and, and the chargers had taken over all the momentum. Um, and it was, it was without like a big turnover or a big play. It was just, it was just them like kind of, you know, pulling the bootstraps up and just getting to work. So that was we, pretty awesome to see. I mean, we had to at a certain point when, I, I mean, I feel like you can't talk about this game and not talk about like how ridiculous that goal line sequence was for them that they ran like Tenth nine. And goal. Yeah, they yeah, that was insane. They ran 10 plays inside the goal line. It was like every time they might get off the field, they just gave them um, an extender. Uh, yeah. And it still took them till fourth down um, to get in there. And that was really when I was thinking to myself, like, the refs are full-scale rigging this one. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like at the, same t- at the same time, that's the difference between this Lions team and previous ones is that yeah. if the calls don't go our way – we're genuinely better than most teams yes. and we can still tread water um, and be able to come out on top in those. Cause I feel like you can get a certain amount of shitty calls against you, but it's really rare for like um, the NFL to give you shitty calls the entire game. And then also at the end, like, I feel like we saw that in the Kansas city game that it was like shitty call, shitty call, shitty call. Oh, you guys like hung around. Well, like I can't possibly like, call this again um like in the last one minute or two minutes against you um so we finally won a shootout i mean there'll probably be a banner banner later i mean we finally actually won one of those and we were doing some crazy shit making some sick ass calls a draw play on fourth and five i was like crazy tony romo was like no one does that and he was right like literally zero people do that fourth and five and then he got stopped on the like with one yard and then you know uh fucking decker and then push him i think it might have been sewell like pushed him across it was so sick so i don't know like yeah, that is just like such a gritty like play it's like a fourth and five ass like first down with a yeah. run my only qualm with that is i wish dan campbell would have come out in the presser last week and told people to wear diapers because i i just shit yeah. my pants yeah. And like those pants are ruined now. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with those? Now now at least we have a heads up and I can I can get my <laughs> diapers ready and, and I, I got them in dude, if it's Dan Campbell, CJ Garner Johnson, anybody, if they tell me to wear some like odd yeah, sort of piece thing. of clothing or something, I'll I'll wear it. Like I don't Yeah, I mean if you didn't have a dog in the fight you were probably like, wow, this is an amazing game. But if you're like a Lions fan, you're pants. literally like, I had a fucking head. I literally got a headache just, watching just, this game. I was just like, I was like so fucking stressed out by it because it was just so back and forth. And then they got a stop and then they scored. And then that, that 10 down in goal thing, I was just like, yeah. Jesus fucking the, Christ, this isn't going to end. It, that that was crazy when it went through. I but then to your point, the fourth down calls by Dan Campbell were crazy. And I just want to address something because I feel like it gets brought up all the time. Is if 
you would have, when you've seen the other end of this and people talk about it, if Dan Campbell would have missed on these, he would have gotten crucified by like the Detroit media um, about like, how can you piss this game away? Especially you look at that last one where he's in theoretical, like field goal range. Um, but there's still like a minute and a half on the clock and you haven't stopped the chargers all day. Dan Campbell makes the right decision by being like, no, I'm not going to give Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen another chance to beat us because there's a good chance that they do. And instead goes for the kill shot and goes for it on fourth down and dumps it off to, um, to Laporta to put us in position, knees it out and kicks one through. That was like the redemption game for Seattle because it was like a I was just going to say that similar sequence in in that one. A lot of people talk about. I wish you would have like Went taken for the win. shots to the end zone and gone for the actual yeah. win versus losing we a, talk about like that. a coin flip. And he is someone found that post game presser um, where he's literally talking about it and he goes. Uh, He's like, that one's on me. He's like, I wish so badly that I had that one back and I made the other choice. And it's like, now you see him in that position and he's not just talk. It's not just coach speak. He's like, no, like, this is who we are. We're not the greatest defensive team. We're a lethal offense. Like, let's go fucking take this game. And yeah, you I have think to we all wanted so him to go for that. Too. Yeah, I think we so all wanted him up. to go for that. It was, it was fourth and two. Players, you low key have to. You have to. You have, have to go to. for that. It was crazy to see how close they low key got on the block, though. The bullet yeah, like, and for the that ball, field goal. The, oh my god! Yeah, and the ball, the ball he threw to Laporta was just like so wobbly, but so goat, wobbly. You know, you know, little goat had to get that bitch though. He's gonna catch anything that hits his hands. So, um, baby goat got that shit, got I the mean. first down, and then, um, you know, Riley Patterson made the kick too. Who's we'll talk about a little bit later. Oh, but God. That's 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 he's got God on his side. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah. That is huge. As RC pointed out, like in our in our group chat, that um, it's huge that Patterson's like a big God guy. Because I did mm-hmm. notice I was making this joke actually um, in the previous game is it would be like a 34, 35 yarder. And um, the the cross chain would just be like hanging out of the pads, and I was like, Huge. "Boys, like, do we need the cross chain for like the thirty yarder?" Yeah, it feels it, it, it's like was making me worried. It was making me worried. I was like, "Wait, how nervous is this guy?" But knowing that he's just a big god guy, regardless, I feel like as a kicker, you need to either go one way um, or the other. Like you got to be like a God guy to like take your mind off of it and try and like focus or center you. Or you're like the guy from the replacements who's just a kicker who's on the sideline. He's just like fucking around, like having a dart, (laughs) having a beer, does not know the score of the game and just like rips one in between. Like you, you have to go one or the other. You can't have a dude that's simply thinking about, I need to make this kick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the forgetting Sarah Marshall thing. Like you, you just kind of turn your brain off just the right amount because you can't just you can't, right you can't do nothing. You got to do a little bit more than than that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the the kick was big and everything. But um, you know, I, without that <laughs> that catch from from SLP, we baby goat. What what's the definition of a game winning catch? A uh, catch that if it didn't happen, then you don't you don't win necessarily. Yeah. 
Um, and if he doesn't catch that ball, I, I think Riley Patterson could make that kick if Derwin James didn't jump over our line and was, was going to block any sort of low trajectory ball, which, which that would have been if, if, if that kick was four, four yards longer. So, uh, and and they, he probably would have cribbed that, honestly, and then we would have lost. So, game-winning. That was the most devastating I mean, fucking thing ever, too. I, know. I am. That I might am have ruined nervous. our season if, if Sam Laporta didn't catch that. And, yeah. and a lot of tight ends wouldn't have caught that. Like, Brock, Brock Wright, I, I love the guy, and, and that touchdown was huge, but his catch radius is, like, 8 to 10 inches on either side. But <laughs> SLP, it could be wobbling. It could be all over the place. Um, Except, except for some of those bad passes earlier in the year that that he allegedly dropped, but they were just bad passes <laughs> not on him. Um, but that that pass, he he catches that. That's a game winning catch. It was. It it was huge. I think the only thing about it that scares. I feel like we all have to admit that it scares us like ever so slightly. That like obviously in this situation you get away with not having a kicker that can guarantee bang them from like long range. But as we get against better competition, you start playing the Dallas's of the world, the Eagles of the world, like the San Fran. Like, I wouldn't lie. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I wasn't slightly nervous about not having, like, a great kick. Like, what's his range? I we have – he 48. has God on his side. Yeah, boy. yeah. If, the, if God wants the kick to go in, it'll go in. And if he doesn't want to go in, it wasn't the right time. But, he, but our Lord and Savior will guide it in at the right time. Because he's, he, he's the original. Side. He's the region, original Mr. Unlimited. Don't don't forget that. They, he's going to bring it in Jesus. the upright if it's the right time. Unlimited I, 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 to 48 yards. No, no. Just yes. saying Jesus. Jesus is the original Mr. Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Big yeah, Lord, There's don't, no heresy don't forget on this that. podcast. Um, yeah, no, but that, the, the fourth and two conversion got us four yards for that kick. So, and, and, and we like were, had full confidence in him that he was going to nail that to the point that we, we didn't even try to get any more yards for him. Mm-hmm. So true. We actually not, lost one or two. Yeah. That was, that was not about the kicking range. That was, yeah. that was just about like taking the ball out of her yeah. fully loaded hands. Yeah. Getting, um, getting the time completely down. And then no, no, I yeah. no, I know that. I know that. Yeah, you knew that. Piece of it. But I'm just saying that, like, it is somewhat concerning that I don't know if our kicker can make like a 50 yarder. No, dude, that that kick was good from from 60. And he made a 52 earlier this year. Like yeah. we said earlier, I mean, he's got God on his side, and if it's supposed to go in, it'll go in. And okay. I have comfort and and that now. Like yeah. if it misses. All right. you, it, that it wasn't meant to that be. That was God's That's plan. That's what. That, that exactly. I might even play that every time he's about to kick. God's plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa! I actually love that. <laughs> we'll have to work that one in. We might need a little video for those. A little complication. Um, but let, let's let's go to. Uh, he's just let, talking about the Bible verse, and then like, and then and then like. God's plan starts playing, and then it's just like him making all his kicks. <laughs> but it might be good, or might maybe won't. Sometimes good, sometimes maybe <laughs> Are we gonna bash the defense at all, or are we gonna let that go? Yeah, no, we 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 have to talk about the defense as well too. I feel like it's another example of a semi-mobile quarterback. We want to put Herbert in that category, bro. We had um, him like, in torching the- us. 
we had we had a sack, which would have been such a huge stop on third Multiple. and six with Barnes wrapped around him and he just like got out. And I'm like, dude, like can we get can we get one of these? I mean, I know we got Irvin, but he's 36, like on the, the practice squad or whatever. The, the, honestly, it would have just been so nice one. to get that Chase Young. Like Chase Young would have been in the backfield all game. And like you know he's gonna make a play. I, think, I know I don't want to complain about it anymore, but it's just like how are we like I think that they every time we play against a good team. A good line. I think that's where it starts. Slater is an elite guy. You can put Slater on a best D tackle, D end, and he's going to shut him down. He's like almost of Penny Sewell level. Like he he really is. Like I've seen a lot of fans getting in the comments bringing up absurd stats. Like he's He's a top guy. So I, I don't take anything away from that, but we couldn't win any of our other singles. And it I was, felt that same way, though, is we got close. Like, Aiden got multiple hits, and we got close. We got right there, but we just couldn't do enough to knock him off. And I also felt like, again, there was a number of times where the refs bailed them out. Like, I thought it was such a bailout penalty on yeah. that um, ground. The sudden. Oh, well. The, the the illegal yeah, yeah, grounding the one, I didn't, yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, okay, it's illegal grounding. And then they all like huddle up together and they're like, well, we'd really like to like call this on the lines, but this is obviously like a Chargers penalty. And they're like, what if we just say like offsetting, just like throw a personal yeah. foul on there. And they're like, perfect, perfect. Um, so like they, they got bailed out. Yeah, so we also couldn't. Our Deece, our Deece was not good. But I think that they were closer to being good than the score like dictates. Like I think they were just like normal bad. I don't think they were. They like, for sure got bad. bailed out, but there was a lot of times where they were just breaking all of these tackles against us. We were not yes, wrapping up. That's that not was like, weird. When usually, if you watch us play this year, like we other than the fucking goddamn Ravens game. We actually like make those tackles. Like yeah. we wrap up and we bring the guy down. I, I swear to God, I saw like fifteen broken tackles by fucking Campbell got Austin armed into the Austin Eckler. I mean, no one can bring down Herbert. I don't know why. Um, and then Cam Sutton had his first bad game. I know Jack S was texting me. He's like, like I'm like, dude, he, it's his first bad game. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want me to say? But you want me to talk bad about Cam Sutton? Okay, Cam Sutton had a bad game. And dude, then Keenan I, Allen I, was just good. Keenan too, Allen man. was, he was just, so good. It was at the end of the day. It's one of those games where not. It's just not going well. We got to make one stop, but we did win the shootout. But we got to make one of those stops. Barnes has got to fucking bring down Herbert on that play. On that third and six, he's got to bring him down because he just goes for 15. And it's like, dude, like, you know, we're going to go down and score and like bring it like then it's not then they then I'm not going to have a fucking headache in yeah. the fourth quarter like I did. It was I just think, No, but I, I think the big thing is we we our offense proved that that they can create momentum when they're yeah. in like a vacuum. And e even when the defense is is against the ropes and. I like I, obviously this this feels like sort of a cop out, but I do think in in a shootout like that, if our offense is is trading punches, one I think they they can do that. They've proven they can over and over again against a good defense. And mm -hmm. two, I think with CJ Gardner Johnson back, um, and then I mean potentially Super Bowl champ Bruce Irvin now on the squad. Like we we have some pieces that I think could be enough to create some depth and, and get us flying around late in games to, to, to break those cycles. So 
Um, but but dude, like g- good receivers happen, hot offenses happen. Yeah. Like that, it's I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on our on our defense. It's we're we're missing some key pieces, and they hung around enough, and they they disrupted enough to to win the game. Um, and I don't think we necessarily need to hit the panic button just yet. No, I I just I was annoyed about the the missed tackles, but those games are going to happen. I mean, um, and you're you got to just be the offense that scores more, and but. I didn't like those, like, uh, you got to make one fucking stop. Yeah. The, the one other thing in terms of the Twitter echo chamber that, that they've been posting, they've shown a lot of these Aiden holding, missed uh, holding calls, which, which is, is true. And there's another one, like Kaminsky got loose on one of those. And the, from the side angle, it honestly looked like his, his controller disconnected because he was like right next to Herbert and, and didn't grab him. But then on the on the it's controlled disconnected the end zone view you you could you could see that the, his tackle was was totally beat he was behind him and he was like holding him and, and like steering him into the line so he he was reaching out and couldn't reach Herbert um, was such an obvious holding call um, it's crazy how how little the amount of holding calls we have gotten this year yeah. it's I mean it's, it's every it's every week it we don't get. One motherfucking holding call. Okay. I don't even know if we got one that week. I honestly, it makes I don't me think we, it I don't makes think me we feel crazy. It makes me feel like the NFL yeah, yeah, I'm being gaslit. Yeah. I'm Here's another spin. Here's guys. another potential spin though. Um as, since we have offensive line depth that other teams don't, I have a feeling other offensive line injuries are gonna accumulate and then these these like miraculous holds that, that don't get called that these guys are just just scraping along holding or at least trying to block Aiden and and Kaminsky I think we're going to get some more of those sacks or some more of those holding calls and um we'll, we'll get some some bounces our way and that is the difference between like um you know just a, a whole momentum shift and just sort of bleeding out to like you can kind of stop the bleeding get a stop and like get your bearings get the defense off the field so um we're we're back. We're fully back. CJ Gardner Johnson's doing like pec workouts and and military presses. We're we're gonna be okay. big. Did you read anything about his timetable, or is he end of end of December too? Because I What's, I listened to Dan's interview this morning. I know James Houston's end of de, end of December, but yeah, go ahead. CJ CJ tweeted something like clock is ticking with an emoji. Yeah, oh, I did so. see that with the demon. No one, emoji. no one so, knows he's back. <laughs> no one knows, but he's close. He's definitely he's definitely close. I would say probably like a like a optimistic timeline would be like Cowboys game. Yeah, December thirtieth. Yeah, yeah, like just yeah, December. That would 30th be four. Would be like, that would be four months after his entry, I believe. Yeah, maybe. Four, like I a don't little know, bit man. I think I think we just drop the Stringer Bell meme. Um, just get the word out. We're we're back. Let them know we're back up. <laughs> All right, and welcome back to another edition of Diehards in the Den. Today we have with us the number one consumer of Kool-Aid and Hornitos, as yes. well as the number one collector of Joey uh, Harrington action figures. It is the one, the only, Wills Vittori. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to welcome be to here. Welcome to the Den, Wills. Glad the- to be here. It's beautiful. When when we were envisioning diehards in the den, honestly, Wills, you were like the number one person that like came to my mind. 
Um, I know back in the day, like the first the first time I heard anything about you actually was from your like hilarious Instagram stories that you've done um, as a series. Um, they always made me laugh so hard, um, especially the one specifically. I feel like you you were a perfect like source uh, of laughter in like the darkest times of the Matt Patricia era. Um, when shit just like really was hitting the fan. Um, but I remember like the worst one that you recorded live, especially when you do the kicks, it was um, the Tucker kick um, infamously in Dan Campbell's first season when we were like beating them in this absolute shit show, like matchup, like just like a really ugly game. And it comes down to a last second kick there. And it's like an NFL game tying record and the angle that the kick goes at when you're watching you literally like evil laugh Sally as you thought that we had like won the game <laughs> and, and then it goes through and the refs like uh put their hands up and that was like that was it was so great to see like the personification of like my sadness from that moment yeah I mean I uh... Everybody in LA this weekend is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like, how am I supposed to react? How are they going to rip your heart out of your chest? Because it's like, <laughs> even if you go before Patricia, now, like in hindsight, I miss Grandpa Caldwell. Like, when you compare him to Patricia, it's insane what we have gone through. And then either, like, I think you're forced to turn into it's such like a played out cliche, but like, what Joker character are you going to be? Are you going to be like a serial killer one, or are you going to be like the fun cartoon one? And I like it snapped in me, just broke me. And it's just like, all right, how can I get any enjoyment out of watching this? I guess it's make it like an entertaining experience for people. So yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> not ever do. thought this many people would be watching. I thought this was new from like my fantasy football league maybe some of the guys in my fraternity who are like all bears guys um yeah i mean <laughs> it's just it's wild that it happened every weekend though like every it, time it, it was such a bad stretch i do have to know because i know you used to do them for like a whole season and then there was like that really bad stretch of, of that year when we won like three and 13 and then one day the stories just stopped popping up and i was like Oh boy, the lions <laughs> are broken wills. <laughs> I mean, like we had. I mean, I, at some point you have to become like somewhat of a normal human being, right? So that I, I had to like focus on work. I actually worked in television for uh, Tennis Channel as like a producer, and my when my boss found out that I was doing it, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I'm gonna get fired for this. <laughs> I don't even the players finding out that I was doing it, but then like it trickled out. They started to think it was funny. It was like, "You're not." at all important enough for this to be a problem you know um but yeah i mean i'm taking classes now after i work i work in a dental office um and <laughs> last year when i when i was totally off grid i just like needed to focus on that and then it just felt like something was missing something was missing so i didn't even have instagram downloaded i re-downloaded it this was was so wild i was with my buddies at a bar and they were like I don't know how many hundred DMs or something, but each of them was just some like random dude, like a ripple effect of like three or four people's like, Hey man, uh, you've never met me before, but my cousin was like a freshman when you were a senior at U of M and like told me to watch. And I just, I'm glad to see that you're like not dead was like when I did the first <laughs> one for the return, it was wild. It was like, so 
gratifying to see, I guess. It's good to know that people, <laughs> you know, got their Lions content that way somehow, some way. I, I do think it's because there's a void out there. You know, the 97 won the same old tired shtick. Like, people want to hear it from, like, another angle other than people just, like, shitting oh, yeah. on, on, on all their dreams. But I do think for some of those that, like, don't know it, as much about it, I'm curious of some of the origin story components. So one of the central themes, like, from those is obviously the Joeys. And oh, that's yeah. the Joey Harrington action figures. And there's not just one of them. There's like four of them. How in the yeah. fuck do you own four Joey <laughs> Harrington action figures? Like, are those the only four in existence? Like, how do you come to own those? Could be, honestly. That's why they, they stay in their package, <laughs> like the Prospector and Toy Story 2. Um, I didn't even buy those. I met, I got those sent to me, like, every year. I sound like such a weirdo for bringing up the fraternity. But it would be like, I would show up at a tailgate with a... Bud Light pack Alliance cans that were branded with our logo and I would chill at like the back fence and like eventually a, a couple dads who were visiting would always just like gravitate there and it would turn into like a King of the Hill episode <laughs> and one of them uh, Mr. O'Reilly was like a huge Bears guy and he was just sitting there and I was in my head I'm like I could just talk for fucking hours and his sons came up looking at me like you're annoying my dad and their dad was like <laughs> and like let the boy week, preach a week later i have i there's a package on my apartment doorstep and it's the two joey harrington action figures and he was like it's just refreshing to see and talk to like a real sports fan like <laughs> here are two people to watch the lions with you since like this whole house is chicago <laughs> and like uh, you get like messages sometimes like one of them would be like uh, I think my dad has sent you like more gifts than he sent me this year. He, he talks to my dad more than me, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I some of that stuff I did purchase, but a lot of it was sent to me truthfully. Well, I, I have a feeling I know the answer to this, but um, I mean, you you were there, you know, we were like in in middle school and grade school, or whatever, during the Joey Harrington era. But like, talk talk to talk a little bit about what you were going through then and. And um, I don't know, any reflections on the Joey Harrington career would, would be fun, too. I mean, he was he was on the cover of NCAA, right? I, I was yeah. so geeked when we took him third. And then, like, in hindsight, he was bad for us, right? But, like, who wasn't? That was the Mariucci yeah. era. Yeah. They ruined him. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember. They did, like, a news report on him. He became, like, a, a classical pianist performer. Like, they, they, they honest oh to God, God. broke this man. He changed his entire <laughs> life and, like, career. He's not even coaching. It's not like he's an analyst. It's not like a high school coach. He's playing the piano to, to remove himself so far away from this game that we ruined. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I remember going to a Thanksgiving Day game when he was against – for the Dolphins. And we were in the cheap seats. I call it the Serengeti, the upper deck. And there was this Dolphins fan. We were losing. This guy was wearing a Harrington Dolphins jersey. He's doing, like, this. And like pointed to his back, and then like three Lions fans, five rows behind me and my family, started talking shit. You see like a popcorn box come down. A guy jumps over the row, and it's just like a ball, an all-out brawl between Harrington, Miami, <laughs> and this guy wearing like a Harrington Lions because the Miami Dolphins guy's like, one man's trash is another man's treasure, and like that's exactly how I felt. We fucked yeah. him up. He could have been good. He could have yeah. been good. He was a Heisman yeah. finalist. This guy was on the cover of NCAA. We <laughs> fucked him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I had a feeling I had a feeling you would you would go that direction. And and I, <laughs> I do think like you can't tell the story of the Lions without Joey Harrington. 
And I feel the same way with like my, uh, I have a Mikey Williams Jersey and I, I only pull it out every once in a while. Um, but like it, it says everything you need to know that like, we were there for it. We actually like kind of loved these guys, but we also <laughs> appreciate that. Like this is it. Like this is, this is how fucking bad we were that we ruined these like, like legitimate, like generational talents. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly still, I pull Joey Harrington out every once in a while when people talk about like Tom Brady, go all, all this stuff and like how good or bad a quarterback is. And Joey Harrington is like the ultimate example because he was a good football player. There's no getting around it. Um, but if you end up in an environment bad enough, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter how how good you are. Um, it's and, like a lion pride when Scar was in charge. Like nobody thrives. The entire yeah. city is destitute <laughs> and just like dead. You know, that's what yeah, it, it starts at the top. Exactly. Yeah. No Martha, one. No one goes after. You. No. No one goes after Nala when when Scar was in charge. Like it wasn't her fault. Exactly. She was. She was still in a bad out there. She was out was there she, just looking bad as hell. She, but was she standing by the patriarchy while William Clay Ford, aka Scar, was doing what he was doing? I mean, I. I, I don't want to be. You know, who's that's, that's that's survival. Say Martha, when Martha <laughs> takes over. A little bit. I I still don't know if she's alive. She's like a weekend at Bernie. She's like a puppeteer. They don't tell. They don't. Somebody needs to take a picture above her when she's at a practice facility. It's like I don't know if there's any suspension cables helping this lady move around. I've seen the Muppets, guys. One of my favorite yeah. series. I know good puppeteering. All right, but I'm glad she got out of the way for Sheila. She's doing great. She did. It's huge to have an, a like a verifiably, definitely not a puppet owner. Like someone that's really alive. Right. William Clay Ford, no one knows how many of those years at the end. Right. He wasn't just exactly. getting puppeted by by Millen. Um, yeah. So like yeah. having a real live human being has been – I think it's made all the difference. It turns out like when you're – when people that are alive run your organization, you can make real decisions. Yeah, how that works. Big how that works. Well, wait. I, I've got way too excited here and we dived in. Let's circle all the way back. So fan origin stories, like I said, everybody that comes on here, um, we talk about what made them a diehard fan. Cause it's always so interesting to me, especially um, for this franchise. Cause none of us have seen them be successful yet. Yet all of us are just like living and dying for these games. So what was the moment for you, Will, is that you like knew you were a diehard? When I knew I was a diehard, I mean, watching the 2008 season, 0 and 16. If you followed that team from like start to finish, we were undefeated in the preseason. We were coming off of seven and nine. <laughs> yeah, this is second year of Cal. You know what I mean? Like everything, second year of Calvin. I forget who we, we took. Uh, we had Williams. We had Roy Williams, and we had Mike Williams because yeah. I was in a, a barber shop and I gave the hot take that just like Rashid Wallace. Um, and Ben Wallace, it took to win a chip this year with the Williams. <laughs> now we we're going to get our chip. And yeah, we that... s swiftly went 0 and 16. We swiftly <laughs> pooped our pants and sat in them like for the entirety of the season. Like, I was such a bum. But like, I remember like even older fans were like, I can't believe you're watching like every game. <laughs> My grandpa would be like, it's like, why are you watching this? Like, because I want to. This is our team. It's like, they're so bad, Wills. Like sitting down intervention, like a seventy-five-year-old. Like they're so bad. You don't need to be doing this. Like, but I want to. So I think you're just like, like a moth to flame. 
I always liked, I think it, you take a point of pride. If you move away from the city you grew up in and there's a pro team, you can still follow that team. There's like ways to stream and stuff. It is funny enough. They had the Patriot on that's called the turncoat. You're the red coat colonist who starts to work for Draco Malfoy's dad. Stay repping your team. I don't care where you mm -hmm. move to put on your hat, be your squad of the team. Too many Chicago Cubs fans for my liking after I saw mm -hmm. them at Tigers like World Series runs. I'm sorry, Two-Face. Which squad are you? I don't know who <laughs> I'm talking to right now. You know? And if you're on that squad now, I don't want to see you on the bandwagon. We will eat, we will turn back into Scar's pride. We will eat you. We will eat you. Fact. Fact. I mean, you, we we need the diehards only on this. And I think it's been easy to turn away from the city of Detroit because there's been like just a brutal stretch for like a lot of our teams oh, yeah. after growing up in our childhood that all of them were good besides just the lions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it's finally, it's like that verbal meme of um, <laughs> master splinter and all of the Ninja turtles. Right. Except Walking. it's like, except it's like reverse. It's like all yeah, the exactly. old Ninja, all the grown up Ninja turtles holding like baby, like master splinter. <laughs> um, and that's like the Pistons, the Red Wings and the Tigers. And now it's just fucking, um, the Lions like holding mm -hmm. the entire city on our back as we watch the Pistons potentially like have another season where they're the worst team in the oh, NBA. The, the Tigers being still like pretty stinky, and the Wings might be oh, looking better. Maybe good, yeah, yeah, better. better. Yeah, but I think that that origin story hits on a, a couple things. I think, but the biggest thing, right when you're when you're around these opposing fan bases and and. You know, we it's it's funny when we make fun of the Lions because like we've lived through these things and we've we've gone through it. We're alive when, like too. when the when the Bears are just like an absolute fraud organization and their fans were making fun of us, it was like, hold on a minute, hold on, hold on. It's you can't you can't be doing that. Uh, and and I think that that would fire me up. Um, but also, I think there's something that's true about like most diehards these days is the lines kind of got blurred when you had so much like strong like real pain when they were so bad after getting our hopes up that like that emotion just just rides out and then it, the lines are very you never very, forget it yeah you never forget it i was at monday night when they gave rogers that free play hail mary yeah that place was like oh my god i don't even want i don't want to be like offensive or like mean and minimize like big time events it would be like if you saw like a church burning down with like I don't know how many people inside. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> leaving that park, leaving that parking lot. There was a little kid. He's probably like first grade, for sure, crying because he's tired. But like, could very well have been just like articulating all of our feelings. Scarred we're for life. Like, we're all mental. We're all emotionally abused. Where we're not. We're taught not to show it. So this kid crying, and his dad's like, "Hey, bud, like it's okay. We'll get him next time." And then this absolute psychopath who was not me. By the way, <laughs> guys, like probably like a UAW worker, and I love seeing those guys at the games. Like uh, yeah. shoulder pads, lion mane hat, like sunglasses, face paint, and he's trying to like help comfort this kid too, but like let him know that he's got an entire lifetime of this. And he's like, "Hey, it's all right, man. Get used to it. You become numb to it at one point. This is gonna be happening to you like a long ass time. <laughs> like I'm just dying my ass off walking back to the car. It's it changed. Uh, yeah, dude, he sounds like the it's it's the literal like uh, Homer Simpson 
um, quote where Bart's like, this is the worst day of my life. And he's like, the worst day of your life so far. Yeah, it's exactly. like, to that little kid, it's like, this is the worst loss of my life. It's like, the worst <laughs> loss so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how can they do it? How can they top it next? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's what I mean. Those experiences can point you in one of two ways. You can be like the like weirdo, you know, kid from Gross Point who like rides out with the Patriots or, mm. or you can be like us and you're, you're a diehard and you're, you're like waiting for our, our day in the light and like we're here now. Um, and so I guess that, that kind of jumps into the atmosphere in, in LA a little bit um, and kind of what, what you're feeling. You've been going to away Lions games for a while. How, how does this feel different? And, and what did you see from the diehards out there? So I visited SF a bunch. My brother used to live out there, but that was my first time in SoCal, LA for sure. Um, and it was amazing. And it helps that like none of those fans are that like aggressive or volatile. You know what I'm saying? Like there was not at all. Our, our Lyft driver Yanni pulls up in his Tesla and literally <laughs> like fucks the, the right side of his wheels up, scrapes the curb at our hotel, and he's like, "Oh!" He backs up. He tries to like manage it, like to fix it again. Doesn't see all of us with our luggage. I mean, the vibes were great. The guy was just hilarious. But even him, he was like, you guys dressed for something? You guys are like matches. Like, the Lions game, the destination is so fire. Like, what else could we fucking do? Oh, oh, yeah, there's a football game today. Uh, (laughs) You guys are kind of cool. You guys are cool. Like, this is a good ride. So, like, whoever you guys are pulling for, I'm pulling for your team. It's like, all right, well, like, that right there tells me no matter how drunk this entire group of friends that I'm with, Nobody's getting into a fight because, like, the other team doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. I almost got yeah. into it with a Packers mom when I went to Lambo with my brother Anthony. That's a totally different thing. But it was sweet. The weather helping out was great. And, like, I had no idea. I don't know if they were, like, L.A. residents who are Lions fans or the people flew in. But, like, it felt like 65-35 cut Lions over Chargers. There were, like, way more Lions fans there. It- we it was that place over. It was tough, Wills, to like fully tell like what their ratio was. Cause I was saying this earlier in the episode. I was like, normally you think like, oh yeah, we got the Honolulu blue and then like they're powder blue. And those are very different things. Wrong. No. When you're in that crowd, yeah. they look exactly the oh, fucking yeah. same. And I could not <laughs> tell the difference at all. We, it felt like a psyop because it was just a back and forth shootout. So like even yeah. if you're trying to keep markers of like, oh, that there's a smoke show. I don't see this in Allen Park type of thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's a Chargers fan. I thought that was a Lions fan. And it's just like, okay, focus on the game now. Focus on the game. Um, but great facility. I mean, that's like that's an awesome away game to travel to if you and your buddies want to go to a game against the Rams or something. So if I uh, did not love like the $40 for two beers, but I mean, that's what it is. That's You'll why get you get that everywhere. That's though, why you drink key. the tequila before hand. That's, that's yeah. exactly why you load up beforehand. <laughs> Facts. No, yeah. I, I I think like definitely it, it's like an expensive ish like stadium like for sure. I think everything's like moved that way. But I was kind of impressed by their tailgate scene. I'm not sure. Did you guys like stop by anything? Did you like do your own thing? I was like in their in their Thunder Alley, quote unquote. And there were some diehards. They were friendly though. They're a bunch of like actually like, nice people versus like the Packers moms that you're like, Oh, this is like a woman, <laughs> but I'm sure that she like took a swing at you. Oh, um, she was, different in the North. She was just like patronizingly insulting. If that makes sense. Like it was the most like low key shade being thrown your way as her son is her. Like, I don't know how old this kid was. He's going to be an offensive lineman. Probably he's got like a bag of string <laughs> cheese. 
And you're looking at her eyes, and then you go back to the kid, and like three rappers are at his feet. It's like, nice, this kid might like have a heart attack. It's I'm like, there, no, no, there's no dietary restrictions on what this kid's allowed to eat. Um, They're no, built we, different. We, we were gonna go to the tailgate scene because it was supposed to be sick. We heard that, but then like, uh, we had all gone out the night before, and like the last group to arrive at my buddy's apartment was like in a total body bag. So we just needed to get them <laughs> hair of the dog immediately. That was the first pours of the tequila for those guys. They needed it more than me. And uh, yeah, I know we were just watching like Red Zone and shit beforehand. So we just stayed there and then rolled over way too late. I No, I like that. I respect it because um, I actually was thinking about it. I, I secretly got like very tuned up at that uh, tailgate ahead of time, like accidentally from them <laughs> having a bunch of spo- sponsored like alcohol and stuff. And it, it was all like, as it always is, like 50 year old dudes in like suspenders and like hard hats and shit, (laughs) like stabbing lightning bolts through through lions. And I was like looking, I was like, wait, I've had like three shots and like four or five beers in like an hour and a half. Um, And at the end of that game, I was like, I was definitely hung over by that time. And I was just, it's pretty unhinged tailgating in the NFL in and of itself. I used to say this to clear, you'd go down to, Eastern market is it's so funny that you're like 40 or 50 and you're just like getting hammered on a blackout drunk, like blackout <laughs> drunk and like ripping so many darts. These guys, it's like so hardcore. Uh, it's always at Ford field. When you see those like uh big three auto worker guys for season ticket holders, they like kill themselves six days a week. They like hate how much money they have to spend on their kids. They get like one day. It's not even a day. They get like the <laughs> six hours they're allowed to go to Ford Field. I it's insane how much alcohol they consume. Absolutely, almost like vomit inducing at a point. Because now you're thinking like, could I? Could you imagine if I put that into my system and waking up the next morning? I'd be in like a three day hangover. Some of these Dude. guys <laughs> like. I've had guys come up to me like, we love your, uh, a couple dads were season ticket holders will bring like a fifth up to the tailgates and stuff that I'll go to when I go to Ford Field. And they're like shocked that I'm not drinking more than I am. It's like, hey, bud, I'm pretty hammered right now. I got <laughs> work tomorrow and class after work. I don't know if you even exist. You know, like you, you're <laughs> a real person. You want me to have more. Um, it's great though. Well, it is. It's funny too, because Will's is, it's like, if it's so all or nothing, because if you lose, you get to be hung over and lose as well, too. So mm-hmm. you just hit like the lowest of the low. rock bottom. We call it rock bottom. When those games were <laughs> trending poorly, that's one of my favorite things my buddies like to do. They would just text me like sad songs that they like or they had heard recently. It's like, hey, this might be a good one if it's like really bad heartbreak type of thing. Like you do the Pagliacci, the crying clown, the, the opera. That's a solid mm-hmm. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's we like we're not there them. anymore. We're not there anymore. That's good. Thanks. What have what have we done for for our sad songs? I think we did. Um, <clears throat> we've done uh, "Boys Don't Cry." Um, we've done "Hello the, Darkness," "Smiled Friend," "Smiled Friend," good. a classic, of course, classic. Yeah, I think the t- the Tim Robinson. Uh, I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that was good I always loved the. Uh, well, they're not like as incompetent, but the Benny Hill like circus theme where it would be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. We're not so, a clown uh, show anymore. No. Speaking speaking no. of speaking of clown shows, we can kind of wrap, wrap it up and, and look ahead for the rest of the year. Maybe even a prediction mm-hmm. for for the Bears game. 
Well, Will, where, where do you see this going? I'm seeing, I don't want to put a, the cart before the horse. So many people are getting out of their heads for like Super Bowl, which would be sick, obviously. My goal coming into this season, it's still the same. I, it would be so fucking sick to host a playoff game. And now that you're in the leader seat for the NFC North, I think that that is literally the, the seller. But I get one playoff win, one playoff win, mm-hmm. and you go from there. Yeah. That's what I it's like that be. approach. It starts in the division. You got to start there, and then you get that one win. I do think that <clears throat> that is like absolute success because if you can do that, we can finally beat out some of those goddamn shitty fucking graphics that they bring up every year. And they talk to us about the last time that we won the division. And then they insult us and kick us a little and go, right. actually, the Bucks have won the division more recently than they have. Yeah, that little um, fucking tagline footnote bullshit. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's 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 so irritating. So and then the playoff then the playoff game one hurts. Um, and I think it hurts too because we all had to live through the Pettigrew pass interference that got picked up, which I've yeah. never seen before or since. Um, and my so apartment lost say- like a parlay <laughs> worth so much on that pass. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> one one of our roommates who like didn't even watch football was like the most pissed off he's ever. He's like, "That's never happened before." I'm like, "Literally never happened before, <laughs> ever." It's like, we got to do something about it. What are we going to do about it? It's like, what we're going to do is you're going to sit down and you're going to drink this beer because welcome to like what it's like. What do you think? That's a random question. If I could ask Dan Campbell like off the record, I can't. So I'll ask you because you're the most diehard fan I know outside of it is what should we do, Wills? If we get if we get fucked in a big space, what what can we do? It'd be January. It's January sixth at NFL headquarters, and uh, Goodell is Mike Pence. We're gonna hang like, Goodell. I'm not like having this. Bra- I'm not. <laughs> so that's a too- <laughs> it's, it's like the Brady Six. It's like the Brady Six where they, um, where they handcuff themselves. But Detroit. We're Detroit, so fuck that. We're yeah. going in like uh, guns ablazing. Oh, yeah. We will take that office. I want Dan to give us a speech beforehand. Just <laughs> what happened, and I'll be. We'll lead him in. We're going in. I feel like the the Saints were low key trending that day when they had that brutal pass (laughs) interference call. Like they were like calling representatives and shit. It's not happening this year to us. I'll tell you that. You will. You will watch me crumble though if that happened again. I would. We. I do think we're better than than insert team and the refs um, as we proved against the Chargers like this Sunday. Um, But I do think. I I will not accept like being being fucked in prime time like again. It's I, it, I, oh, we yeah. simply can't. I don't even yeah. want to put I'd this in the ether. I'd probably throw up this year. I'd probably throw up if that <laughs> I mean, happens I, this year. What I'm concerned about, and this is now I'm worried. I'm got, I got what I'll knock on it right now. Um, I'm worried about the Vikings and maybe having to play them three times in like four weeks because we play them like end of the season. They could get a wild card. I hate. I just hate the idea of playing the same team that many times. That yeah. short I, window, and I could see us like finishing the year good, and then having that shake out, and then uh, three yeah. times. Well, it's hard to beat a team three times. times. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying for us. I think that we're beat a team three team. times. No, I think I, I think we split one prime prime time. Dobbs takes one. Um, we stay humble. Hungry dogs run faster. Um, love that. Ooh, and, I love that. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I mean, just <laughs> just bring it on. Here's 
Wills, I'll give you one more spin zone on that as well, too, which we've been saying is in actuality, like Dobbs is good for us. Like we struggle with the running quarterback. So perfect, dude. Feed yeah. me, feed me him twice before we go into the playoffs. And right. they're, they're surging. Good. Let them surge. I want to play meaningful games in December. Like iron sharpens iron. Like I, I think that if, if we can get this one seed and like to get to the Super Bowl, we just have to play at home at Ford Field. Like good fucking luck coming in there. Like I'll take us against the Eagles. I'll take us against uh, anybody. So I feel like for us now, it's just like let's like win the fuck out. Like I'm not. I want. I want to win fuck over yeah. the Cowboys too for the Pedigree, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. Like vengeance game. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's a- that's how you know you're for real. If you can beat the Cowboys because you know the refs always have their hand on the scale for it. So, like, that's the big one is, like, uh, if you can go into Jerry's world and you can get, like, a W, like, the <clears throat> the Super Bowl um, predictions on my end will be that, – that will be, like, the peak of it. I will say, humble brag, I was a guy that picked – that put down, like, a, a reasonable Lions Super Bowl bat because um, I wanted to be okay. that guy at, at the country club – that's like, how did you get rich? And they're like, someone's like, mm-hmm. oh, like investment banker, like Apple. And I'm like, Lions. Lions Got to get on yeah. an early <laughs> seed investor. <laughs> I love that. Word. Well, I'm, I'm seeing the situation here. It's kind of like that that game of catch at the tailgate that no one's going to no one's gonna want to <laughs> say that they, they want to call it quits here. I feel like we could talk, talk Lions for a while, Wills, but you're a recurring guest for the boys now. Absolutely. Um, it, was, it was a pleasure. Any any final takes um, before we send you off? Uh, I think we're going to win by uh, 17 points or more against Chicago on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Let's, let's, let's fucking ride. I think it's going to be an, uh, a spanking. Yep, absolutely. Word. All right, Wills. Well, thanks for coming on, man. This was awesome. Yeah, no problem, Thank boys. You, Enjoyed it. Yeah. I was just talking about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis, dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale, dog. Well, We'll go into our next segment um, brought to you by Alex Bowles. He's the real estate agent that will be a dog for you. So Dobie Dog of the Week, I'll start off with mine. It's the obvious choice. I'll go with Montgomery. That was one of the most beautiful runs um, that I feel like we've had this year. It was a 75-yarder just going up. Going up the sideline with like some nasty moves, he almost looked like Barry there for a second. And what I loved is there was a uh, a clip that came out afterwards um, of him and Gibbs on the sideline and being like, you know, like I can't let you get it all out there. And yeah, Gibbs had gotten yeah. one or two tutties, and um, Montgomery called his shot, and then he just uh, was like giving it to Gibbs a little bit afterwards too. Once he hit that seventy-five yarder, letting people know he's still there. He's a yeah. dog of the week, and I feel like this guy as well, Montgomery, is on dog of the week watch for next week because he's got the revenge game against revenge the Bears, man. Game. I feel like that guy's going for a tutty and 100 yards again. 100%. So dog of the week. Yeah, I love that run, dude. It was just such a team. Like, everybody on the everybody's blocking. Everybody's making a play on that run. And then another clip came out after the game where they interviewed, you know, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, and they were in the wrong personnel. And he oh, wasn't I, supposed I to be out this. there. And so they, they checked into that run, and it just goes for, like, 75 yards because they were in the wrong personnel. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Can't stop a dog. 
I mean, he's just <laughs> he's just a, a football player, just a disciplined athlete, athlete with grit. Um, I mean, and and especially after there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter even on this this here podcast about this this vaunted Chargers run defense, um, mm-hmm. and those guys really got after it. I mean, I I could give Graham the dog of the week again. Uh, just based on what the offensive line did and, and push those guys around. Um, you know, there's so many other players. All right, fucking Graham, Graham Glasgow, dog. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude. Um, come on the show. Please come yeah. on the show, Graham. Yeah, I mean, th- these guys, um, I, I'm, somehow I've gotten into, like, offensive line Twitter, and I get a lot of these, these clips from um, you know, different offensive line coaches, and they just love – the uh, love the Lions offense and the Lions offensive line, specifically yeah. Brian Brian Baldinger. Baldinger loves it, dude. He loves it, and and they do. Did they just consistently get a push? And there wasn't a lot. It wasn't a long time ago where we were like twiddling our thumbs, you know, wishing to have a, a one a hundred yard rusher like in an mm-hmm. entire season. I think. Yeah. And we had yeah. two in in the same game against an allegedly good off the run defense. Um, I will say like that that stat meant nothing given the their schedule like, up to up to that point and before playing us and then and then you have Joey Bosa um, you know maybe a little bit of like David Carr syndrome whatever you want to say of just like the older brother who like doesn't really belong in the same conversation but but keeps getting strung along um, so I mean we're we're so back and, uh, yeah that that. Uh, that performance from our offensive line was was awesome. Yeah, so we're going Glasgow Dog of the Week for I don't know how many weeks in a row at this point, but he's just the team dog at this point. Um, yeah. We talked about this already a little bit, but I don't think there's anything more important than having God on your side and having the cross on your necklace <laughs> and having the Bible by your side in the motherfucking locker room. But now we know that Every time that our kicker goes out there, whether it goes in or it doesn't go in, we got God on our side. So I just want to say, because our kicker is a follower of Christ, so is our podcast. So I just want to make our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> my dog of the week this week. Because he's, dog he's, of he's, week. Watching, he's watching over all our kicks. Um, I'm and he's on our the, team. And he's I, on I our team. Take, I, I, I kick God and sometimes I don't. Picture. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the hardest picture of Jesus to put for dog of the week. <laughs> I'm gonna, not gonna pick one of those ones where he looks like small. Like I'm picking yeah. like, jacked Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Where he's like I, holding I up like a like a staff <laughs> or something. Yeah, put God's plan on that uh, as the song for that too. Yeah. If you could choose the song for the picture. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good call. Hell yeah. So that's that's dog of the week. Um, from there, we'll move into um, a wild week in uh, the NFC North. We'll look around um, on some of those picks. We'll start um, with the records. Um, so up at the top, it's still I went two and two this week or three and two um in 19 and 17 rc went a perfect four and oh he's now at 18 and 18 cleary at 17 and at the bottom at 16 and 20 i feel like this was a crazy week 
um, around the division. Um, it definitely came back to bite me in that Bears Thursday matchup, which is the fact that I literally can never pick them again. Mm-hmm. But they did get lucky here. We'll, we'll start with that game. It was Panthers versus Bears. The Bears win 16-13 to 13 in that one. Um, in the primetime slate. I mean, I feel like pretty much this was one of the grossest games uh, of the year. Like, you're a real sicko if you're watching um, this game instead of touching grass or doing quite literally anything else. Um, But, uh, I mean, Bryce Young and Badgen, they both looked awful. I guess technically Bryce Young had, like, slightly better statistics. The Bears just hang on, like, long enough. (laughs) <laughs> um, to win this like this this gross game. I mean, I think the real difference, honestly, um, was the running game, and um, it's hilarious because I feel like the Panther- Panthers uh, infamously beat the fucking tar out of us by running the ball down the throat last year, and ever since then they have like not been able to run the ball literally at all. I know this for a fact because I have Miles fucking Sanders on my fantasy team, and he's been awful. Um, the Bears they had Foreman they got a touchdown out of their running backs or two. And that's that's all it takes to win in a game versus the Panthers uh, and the Bears. I mean, anything you guys saw from this turd fest? No. Un, I mean, just <laughs> Not specifically. Yeah, Not I, specifically. I, think, I think from our standpoint, it, it's ideal. Um, I would have liked for them to drop a little bit in, in the draft by, by winning. Um, but what what can you do? Um, the I mean, it, I I picture the Bears like really feeding off of this win and feeding off this energy and and kind of letting their guards down a little bit th- this weekend. Um, you know, getting after it a little bit and River North, whatever whatever an NFL player tends to do nowadays. Um, and they're gonna come into Ford Field and. And they're just not going to want to play football anymore once they realize what exactly what they have in their locker room. So um, I, it's, it's ideal. I, I wish they would have dropped more in the draft um, by winning, but yeah, there's lost. still there's still some time. I feel like at least we've taken the piece out of the equation for them that they they can control, which is tanking. That's the only bright side you can look yeah. at. I did look ahead at the Panthers' schedule, and it's tough to literally say the Panthers are going to beat anyone like at this point like who do you just like give them a win but they, they don't have like the hardest schedule down down the stretch so hopefully we can nudge them like just out of that one seed um or just out of that first overall draft pick spot but i mean uh, other than that i i i refuse to i refuse to watch panthers games they're just simply too gross for me um with that we'll, we'll move to to the next game in the slate this was the one RC you picked correctly. This was the Saints versus the Vikings. Um, picked them Saints, all right. <laughs> they, the Vikings. Picked them yeah, all this, right. was the, this was the underdog pick that we didn't see yeah. coming. Maybe I just didn't want to believe it. Um, the Vikings win 27 to 19. And this was a really funny one. Um, to me, just because like the Vikings put a beat down early, Josh Gobbs. Yeah, looks it was fucking fantastic. Crazy. He's running all over people. Um, in, but they got up early, and the Saints did stay to come back. The people got what they wanted in terms of Jameis Winston back into the game, pure electricity, 
throws two touchdowns, and then when you need him most to win the game, just throws two brutal picks, mm-hmm. which is just like a great summary of the Jameis Winston experience. And I, I'm excited. I hope they keep. I hope they keep running him back out there um, because the I think the NFL is just a, a better place when Jameis is in it. He's so funny, dude. He's like yeah. one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch because he'll literally make the most ridiculous throw of all time, which he did across his body, across the field. The guy gets it somehow, touchdown. And like you said, he'll just like throw <laughs> terrible ducks later on in the game and just lose the game. But um, it was cool to see them make a little bit of a comeback. Like I said, I mean, I don't think Josh Dobbs is a bad quarterback. He's like a fucking physicist. So he got in there and like learned the playbook in like four days and went out there and balled out. I think they're a real football team, guys. I really do. I think they're a, a good – they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and they play against one of the other hottest teams in the NFL, the Broncos, this week. I'm not even playing, dog. They, they, those are the two hottest teams right now. So The hottest team just sounds, just sounds like really funny. Um, it, it, they, it's yeah. like yeah. a new bombshell has entered the villa, mm-hmm. yeah. the Vikings. The, they're they're scary, dude. I I'm worried about them. And then they the Broncos Here's, are going to be up. The Broncos are going to be a tough team to play against too. I mean, they're not going to just great. bend over. That's great. I honestly, my my spin zone is on all of this is is good. Um, yeah. Because I don't think that you want to be playing just like dog shit teams that like don't Going even into care. The playoffs. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Like I want you to fight. I want mm-hmm. to play against Dobbs, who's a, a mobile quarterback. Yeah, um, that'll give you a sneak preview of what it's like to play against some of um, these guys, like a potential like Jalen Hurts. Like I think that Dobbs yeah. is a perfect um, like Walmart scout brand team. Jalen like Hurts, a, exactly. uh, that's a great a scout, scout team. Because you perfect. go play them yeah, two go, times go, at the end of the year. Yeah, Vikings, nice Cowboys, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings is a perfect way to end the year. Those are three. Tough games. Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge test. I, I want I'm Minnesota to hang to hang around and for it to be like, oh, maybe theoretically you <clears> could <throat> get the division. Like, good, yeah. dude. I'll see you yeah. in Ford Field. We will curse yeah. out to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I think it'll be fun. Uh Dobbs is clearly a, a, a smart player. They have they have a good team and it'll, it'll keep us humble a little bit. Um and it honestly may have motivated the, the Bruce Irvin move a little bit. Like we I think so too. Afford, we cannot afford to not have a, a good pass rusher. Dak can move around pretty well. Um, yep. And so so does Dobbs. So I think it was our defense last week too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're getting they're getting Justin Jefferson, aka Jordan Jefferson, back um, soon. I like apparently he's like running full speed now. So he might um, be back this week. Yeah, it seems like well, both of us are gonna are gonna be in the playoffs, and and uh, it feels like we'll we'll probably split with them. But in the process, the big iron sharpens iron. Um, and I'm just kidding. We're gonna we're gonna roll both those games, but it's fine. <laughs> I I really think I honestly think that we will. I also just last thing like on this game is I just want to bring this to light. Of there is a guy um, that I've met. Um, I will call him a friend. He's a friend of my um, of my girlfriend that I met, and he has such a beautiful football mind for Jameis Winston. 
is this guy is not a Saints fan. He's just a Jameis Winston fan. Um, and I was like, tell me more, you, you weird little football freak. Um, and he was like, yeah, so I, I like started off like rooting for like um, the Jets, which is just like cursed. And then I think he switched over to the Chargers. And then once he like was in high school, he just like fell in love with Jameis Winston through like a football Reddit. Um, that there was this book that somebody wrote that's only a digital copy that explains how Jameis Winston is actually the greatest quarterback to ever play and explains mm-hmm. any of his interceptions or incompletions actually were drops by wide receivers and like goes through like a long statistical proving to try and prove out that actually if you like account for all the factors that he's the greatest quarterback to ever play. Um, so now that sounds guy, right. I mean, I'm I'm in. Uh, might be a conspiracy guy on this one. And what I what I love is that now this guy is just like Rob Lowe, like wearing like the NFL hat, just like roots for a good game. Unless it's Jameis Winston and he gets like the bat call that like Jameis uh, that Jameis is in, um, which yeah. he got like which he got this week. So I you know I'm just happy for huge all- for him. For all of the Jameis, the Jamesonites out there, um, yeah. that finally got vindicated uh, and got the, got their hero to play, throw a couple of touchdowns. I mean, like yeah. we said, the NFL is a better in the place. most Jameis Winston way of all times. <laughs> Perfect. It's a better I place. Mean, Chris Olave made the sickest catch ever, <laughs> too, which was a great throw too by Jameis. But uh, Olave made that phenomenal catch so you know it was cool to see him back definitely better than the Derek Carr experience but I think that's enough on the on the Saints in the Viking we'll go to the Packers and the Steelers um so the Steelers won this one in kind of like a close like funky battle um they won it 23 uh, to 19 um and I feel like it just goes on and continuing this Weird ass trend that Mike Tomlin has this year, where he is getting outgained by teams, yet somehow still like magically winning. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't understand the Steelers, and to be honest with you, I don't feel as though I need to. They yeah. sit in the AFC. Um, their whole division is somehow in the playoffs. Um, I'm just gonna like let them go be weird over there off our schedule. I'm not going to really spend too much brain power on them. Yeah, don't confuse yourself. It's impossible to understand them. I'm not – the AFC North is insane, so I don't – I try not to even think about it. I mean, they beat the Ravens, and, like, they beat good teams. It doesn't really make much sense. That game, like, I was, like, so confused by. I thought the Packers were going to screw me over and ruin my perfect streak this week for a second, but – they didn't, um, unsurprisingly. So yeah, I don't. I don't really have too much to say about it. But I don't know. Najee Harris had a good game, I guess. Um, Jalen Warren just took over the starting role, though. But I don't know. Kenny Pickett is fine, and their defense is amazing. But I don't know how they win. So I don't really know how to get all in on the Steelers. We don't have to talk too much about them, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is the, the, the Packers are just losers now. And, um, That's huge. Yes. 
and that I think they're they're just really good at losing, and you can't as 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 Trent Dolfer as Trent Dolfer told us, you can't lose games in this league and still win. Um, and yeah, it's not really like that. Teams are beating them, except when we beat them and and like yeah. took took their souls earlier yeah. in the season. Um, Lafleur cried. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. I th- that honestly, if you like look back at their. Maybe the history of their franchise, that was like kind of the beginning of the end. And um, yeah, I don't know how you you see your coach crying like that coming out of the locker room. I can't even imagine how much he was crying in the locker room and then try to win a game in Pittsburgh. Um, it's not happening. So um, yeah, I, it just seems like a team that, that had their souls snatched out of them. In their yeah, house. on live on primetime television, yeah, yeah. They're just kind and of then they're on primetime again with us Thursday. Two sure. There's kind of a ghost floating around um, in this division at this point. I mean, it, it's gonna be it's kind of crazy that they're the Thanksgiving games, right? It's not the Bears, it's them, right? Yeah, it's them. I mean, they might be just as bad as the Bears. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think they're. I it's crazy because they curb stomped the bear, Bears earlier in this season before we it, we snatched our soul. It hmm. feels like they're worse. It literally feels like they're worse than the Bears. Like at, at this point, it, it's it's yeah, pretty we, sad stuff. We haven't played the Bears yet. Then then once we play the Bears, then they'll they'll be the worst. <laughs> we'll like sometime now. in the game, like going for most of the game they play us, they're going to be good. And then, and then we'll ruin them. We'll turn it on. Well, let, let's look ahead um, to uh, to next week. Um, we've got a light slate since we're playing the Bears and the Vikings are on by. But we'll start off um, the Chargers. Uh, they get to play at the Packers. Um, the Chargers are favored by minus three here. Um, I mean, after playing the Chargers and seeing that they're like very much one of those like good bad teams where yeah they they like definitely like the have a leg- they have like a they have a legit um, offense like no question about it and just kind of a defense that shows up here or there and then a, a coach that's kind of an idiot all those things obviously I think still stack up to them uh, being the Packers. Um, here, like I said, I feel like the Packers are low key for the first time in their franchise history, or whatever it's been since they've had Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, are like in tank mode. And I feel like you have to figure that out if you're the Packers here. Like, I don't think they want to win this game because they know Jordan Love's not the guy, and this is like a historic quarterback draft. So you can't bet on a team like that. I've, I've got to take the Chargers. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you there. It's looking like the weather is going to be like 40s and cloudy, um, which I think is is warm warm enough for for West Co- West Coast Herbie fully loaded um, to sling the ball around again. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I I see the Packers offense really struggling uh, against this team. Jordan Love will get some momentum, but uh, I think I think the Chargers cover pretty easily. Yeah, I saw Keenan Allen's day-to-day, but I think even without Keenan Allen, the Chargers win this one, especially after that loss. I think they're a pretty damn good football team. They looked like it against us, so I don't think there's any way 
the fucking Packers win this game. I'll be I'll be flabbergasted to be completely honest with you. So I'm going I'm going uh I think the Chargers win by like six. Yeah. And um, also I think it should be noted like Keenan Allen, I feel like when he was in like second grade was on the injury report as questionable. Like he, he just lives day to day all the time. He kind of reminds me of Megatron in that way that he's just so big and he uses his body so effectively that you just get beat up a lot, um, and he probably won't play like like the the third quarter or something like after the first half. But the game will be, I think the game will be over by then. Um, that you know the Chargers are are kind of playing for um, Staley's job a little bit. I would just say this though, as like it, as an objective fan of just oh like what do I think of, of these two teams? I would agree. Like we've all said. I think the Chargers will win. As someone who uh, fucking bats and loses on football all the time, I will say that how good this line looks of, like, minus three when it feels like the Chargers should be, like, plus five or plus six, this will end up being, like, a really ugly, really gross game. And the Chargers will probably win by, like, one point. Um, So just, like, throwing a little bit of the gambling experience this year, it feels like anything that you look at, on the slate, especially the last few weeks, as kind of like the changing of the tide happens um, in the NFL, where the things you think you know, like for certain, end up like going up um, in smoke, like the fucking Broncos beating the Bills yesterday. Like, just like, I, I like keep, that game. Keep though. a watch. I like just, the Broncos. Just keep sorry. a watch. Yeah, you're yeah. a sicko, RC, for watching like that, that Broncos game. The Broncos football, yeah, like, like the they're Broncos not there. as. They're not as bad as they were last year as a side tangent. Obviously, Russell Wilson looks, like, a lot better, and I'm glad. Good. Like, we'll we'll beat, like, a real team when we play them. Um, But, like, dude, I after batting on the Broncos multiple times last year and just, like, how gross and, like, disappointing they are, um, I I really can't watch those games. So you're a real football sicko for – Russell Wilson is – I didn't even think about – he's another, like, mobile mobile quarterback that – that we we needed Super Bowl champion Bruce Irvin for so um, big fact yeah he's he's cooking though that that touchdown at the end of the first such half such a weird game for us yeah that touchdown at the end of the first half was was silly um, remind me of a, a young Caleb Williams <laughs> yeah like an eighth grade Caleb Williams when he was really balling yeah you guys weren't on to him at that point but. I was down yeah. at the practices. You got to you got to dig deep into YouTube sometimes to to really evaluate a prospect. But side side tangent over. We'll go to the coin. Um, so the Chargers will be the heads and the Packers will be the tails. Yeah, it's going Chargers. Damn. Smart call. Damn. So that's Chargers uh, Chargers across the board. We'll move now to the preview for Bears at Lions. We're at the Ford Field. It's an almost insulting line. It's it's minus 10 towards the Lions. They're begging you to pick the Bears. And I am imploring you not to. Do not pick the Bears. Minus 10 stop. I, I think in this matchup, there's a number of different things. So we mentioned the Montgomery revenge game. I think that that's like a very real thing. And I think he will get fed. And if you look at um, how you hurt the Bears, that they have been pretty susceptible to being 
um, run on this year. I mean, obviously people have been successful running and passing on them this year. They haven't been a particularly good defense, but that's where they have been vulnerable. So I expect Dan Campbell to exploit some of that. I also think that it's going to be one of those games where it'll be very loud. I think the, like that, like Lions fans, regardless of, you know, how dog the Bears are, like we... I think there's a lot of hate there. And maybe it's because I'm on Twitter too much, but the Bears fans are so delusional in this offseason. They were so condescending and so cocky. And it's great. Like, even every time they would get a win, like, like that one win they got against the Commanders where because of blown coverage – um, DJ Moore had like 250 yards. They literally lived off of that for weeks and were like, yo, like we still we got a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Like, feels great. We've got our quarterback, like, don't don't care about this season, just more picks. And it's like, all right, bitch. Well, guess what? You actually have none of those things. You're gonna have to go get a new quarterback. And if so help me, if Justin Fields comes back for this game, dude, that's what I want, man. I don't want badging. I want another mobile quarterback, dude. And they, I like I think you'll see Jack Campbell, you'll see Tracy Walker, you'll see Brian Branch, like not make Justin Fields send him right back to the injury report. Like I don't want him to get injured, but if you try that physical fucking bullshit against us, man, like you're gonna get choke slammed by Campbell. Like he you're gonna get people that are gonna hit him like really hard. So I welcome it, man. Like Again, I think we have an, a quote-unquote easy stretch here, but I hope all of these teams play as tough. I hope we get the best shot from every one of these because yeah. we're going to have to play the best teams in the NFC and the top looks tough, so bring it. I do want to say that usually after we have a horrible defensive like game, AG usually steps it up and like sets and reassesses, and we have a really but it's normally good defensive like a game. It's normally a loss. Yeah, so but this that that game, it was a weird game. I mean, we have a lot to prove after yeah. that game. There's a lot to get better at after that game. So I don't think it's like one of those where, you know, you you blow a team out and then the next week you shit the bad county. We have so much to prove and we haven't done shit yet. And I think AG personally has a lot to prove after that last game. And I think we're gonna have a crazy good defensive game here. Um I think we're going to still be firing on all cylinders because of what I just said. So, yeah, I mean, I th- I think minus 10 is probably the right line, and I'm going to take it. And I'm yeah, allowed if, to it's, if it sounds stinky, you take it, RC. Yeah, I'm going to take know minus 10. Yeah. I took, I, it, I took it against the fucking Raiders, too. I, I think I, there, there's a lot of emotions going on going into this game. I like thinking about David Montgomery – um, you know, the, the Bears letting him walk and, and us picking him up. There's also, I don't know if you guys saw that clip of Jason Bonetti, the new Tigers color commentator, who we scooped from the White Sox. So presumably the White Sox didn't match the, the Tigers offer. Um, and he had this whole soundbite about how much he loves Detroit and how like Detroit is this city that people make generalizations about and, and like assume things about Detroit without really knowing like how great its people are and all this stuff. And like all of this is sort of culminating and then Schnoid's like ranting about um, bears dot, like slappies on, on Twitter. Like I'm, I'm just so fired up for this game. Um, 
especially because like we've been disrespected on like a very deep level from by Chicago for a long time, um, and it's it, they're just not they're not it in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it'll be pretty awesome if we can if we can cover and 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 just kind of punish them um, on both sides of the ball. Well, I, I think you're right, RC. Our, like that defensive uh, meeting room. Everyone got fired up after the game and everything, but you have to believe their their first meeting probably the, this morning. They they got got in there and AG just like ripped into them. Um, Dan in his interview today said that he had to tell the players to be happy about the win because a lot of the defensive guys were upset about yeah. the way that they had played. I don't like I said I don't think it's one of those where you know we come out and shit the bed because that was not like a yeah. okay like a resounding good win where we all we played good on every single aspect like we did not play good on defense. Yeah. And you know, I mean Ben's just a consistent uh offensive coordinator. I don't think he's just going to like shit the bed either. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd I, like I to think, see. Yeah, I'd like to see David have his revenge game too. Yeah, it's it's nice from like a team standpoint that we like proved we can win in a shootout. But like that that whole defensive staff and that whole that whole unit is is like sick right now. Um, and they're just they're just chomping at the bit to get back and and get playing again. Um, so I think that that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome to see. The other, the, the other sort of cherry on top is kind of what Schnoid's mentioned a little bit. I think I, I talked about it on here, but there was this, like, 70-year-old dude. Or I actually know his exact age. He was 64. Um, that we kept on selling when we were getting first downs and, like, cheering for, for Justin Fields when he made simple completions because he, he couldn't throw the ball last year. And um, I think this level of delusion, ju- just, to, just as a heads-up RC, it's, it's deep. And I, I fully expect there'll be like multiple like drunk Bears fans getting in fights and, and shit around around Ford Field. Um, really? And I'm honestly very jealous of the like the chaos that, that's gonna be around there. Um it's yeah, there's just so much like, like this is kind of our, our rivalry. I think we, we obviously own the Packers now. Um <laughs> especially playing at, at Bugs Bugs Field as they're calling it. Um you know, we we pretty routinely win there, but there's something a little bit extra about just beating the shit out of the Bears after mm-hmm. how much they've disrespected Detroit um, on so many levels. No, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired. Yeah, up. I'm very fired so- up. I'll I'll have to have uh, I'll have to update you guys on what's going on from the game next week, of course. But hopefully, there isn't <laughs> any fights. But that'd be hilarious yeah. if I saw a couple crazy Bears fans. And no, and. And ju- no, just one more thing. The the mag mile is not that tight. Uh, I lived like a block away from there. It's not that tight. Our our downtown is is quickly emerging, um, and uh, on par, not if not better than. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, their their ice rink is like is like a mile away from their downtown, and it's at this like stupid bean that there's just tourists at all the time. You got the good <laughs> ice rink right in the middle of things. Um, Coney dogs better than Chicago dogs. Tigers yeah. better than the Sox and the Cubs combined. Like we're just better than them, and they they refuse to acknowledge it and um, just fuck <clears throat> them. Sp- speaking of refuse to acknowledge it, Cleary, um, there's several people 
um, just from like old, old tweets that we've been period that I've been periodically bookmarking that yeah. um, Chicago has been the number one uh, offender of that. Um, yeah. Such as let's say, so just as long after they won <clears throat> just four days ago, we had people saying, can't wait to go to Detroit and watch Justin Fields trash the Lions. Let's go. Bears down. I'm telling you, man, the delusion. There is people that were um, legit comparing and saying DJ Moore is head and shoulders above Amon Ross St. Brown. And they waited until he missed a game. um, And and DJ Moore just went off against um, the commanders to try and, like, compare statistics. So you've got a really sad group of fans that I'm very excited (laughs) to watch. uh, We're going to have to post some of those. That's crazy. Yeah. Just like hashtag. We will be be hopping in those comment sections. I'm coming for hides. I've been reading because, honestly, they've been kind of bad during the season. But during the offseason, they were, like, dad-ass serious using us as an example of being, like, we're about to go from, like, worst to first, baby, just like the Lions did, like, last year. And, like, fuck the Lions. You guys are a bunch of frauds. It's like, wait, you're, like, trying to be us, yet also. But we're frauds. But also, like, yeah. I'm a fraud. So mm-hmm. I need these nonsensical losers to get, like, their their shit kicked in this weekend mm-hmm. for me personally. So the, the, the plus kind is personal. So I think all of us, obviously – um are going lines here this is this is crazy for for the coin here i'm not gonna lie like i would i would love to actually win our ad money one week like that would be sick so maybe maybe the coin can just please give us a heads here we'll go lions heads um as they're the favorite and bears of the tails lions boys all right coin knew it Let's, Let's go. go. Let's ride. What does he pick so far? Lions. He's Chargers and Lions. Okay, okay. It's a little two-game parlay. Nothing All right. crazy. <laughs> so, with with that, we'll go into the news segments. Um, we'll take. There's a few things I wanted to talk about. So, are Vikings boys. and Vikings and uh, Vikings are on on by and we're I playing the Bears. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just saying the Vikings were on by. Okay. Yes, sir. Are you sure the Vikings are on by? One second. They are. Yeah, they've played one more game than us. So right now they're sitting at six and four. The Vikings play the Broncos this week. How did I not see that? What's the line? All right. Whoa. Recalibrating, recalibrating. What's the what's the line for that game? Oh, uh, let me let me know. Let me know. Let you know right now. I I knew that two and a half. The Vikings. Denver minus two and a half. Yeah, the two hottest teams in football right now. Hold on, let me see. Oh, you said two and a half. Yeah, Denver minus two and a half. Minus two. Okay. Wow. Cool. That's that's a tough one. I mean, honestly, it, it feels like. I don't know who to pick in that one because I literally didn't know that this game existed um, until one minute ago. But (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Vikings so I can either be correct um, or be happy that they like lost a game and it like eliminates them from the division. 
I think they're probably the better team. It's tough to like tell like what the fuck the Broncos are because they got 70 put on them earlier this year. Um, hard to trust a team like that. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. What do you What are you guys thinking? Uh, two hottest teams in football. I said it earlier in the podcast, and they're playing each other this week. Um, I have no fucking idea, though. I think I'm going to go with the Broncos here. Um just because their defense is just a little bit better. And they've won now, like last week, I thought they would continue their hot streak and get five in a row. But I think this is a spot where you've won five in a row. Now you get humbled a little bit and you take an L, but I still think the Vikings are going to be a really good football team going forward. But um, I think they do lose to the Broncos this week. I want to see who's home though. Who's home. It is um, it's Sunday night football. Oh, it's at at Broncos. At Mile High Field. Yeah, I, I'm going Broncos. I'm going Broncos. Yeah, I think um, there's Dobbs. I, I've been wrong about Dobbs before, um, but I think primetime Dobbs that just sounds cool, actually. Just saying primetime <laughs> Dobbs, I have a hard time picking against him. Um, but you have to, you can't forget that he was benched by the Arizona Cardinals not that long ago. But then you go back to the fact that that team is, is trash, and now he's on a good team. I'm really, really, really going back and forth. I think just the phrase primetime Dobbs, it's, it's primetime Dobbs, uh, and he's he's gonna he's gonna keep this this thing going. Um, I think Russell Wilson kind of comes back down to earth. His brain is still a little bit broken, um, and the he Bills, still sucks. They haven't and, been and the, and the and the Bills were, were kind of banged up yesterday, um, and honestly should have lost that that game if it wasn't for that um, too many men uh, penalty. So yeah. I'm 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 going primetime dots. <clears throat> so, oh, I, in a game that feels like all else equal, like truly a coin flip. What we'll do is all go to the tinfoil in me and see which way. So, like Charlie meme of like a million different squigglies all across. If we start and know factually that the NFL is rigging games against. The Lions. Why would they be rigging games against the Lions? There's two games against the Vikings at the end of the year. They need those games for ratings. Flex those into prime time. We play the Bears. Can't possibly lose to the Bears. Vikings to stay close have to win. Ipso facto. Vikings go into mile high and get the double. We could we could flex the Broncos game too. Okay. We could flex the Broncos game too to Sunday night football in three. But weeks. I but okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing is that they can't realistically <clears throat> like get into that division though, because the Chiefs sit at the top of it. And I feel like the Chargers still I don't know, do they sit like at the same record or like around them? Um I don't know. My tinfoil hat is vibrating and it's it's telling me to go Vikings here. I might also just have to go like the reverse of the Bears. Um, betting for me that I simply can't pick against the Minnesota Vikings um, now for the rest of the year. It's just it's too it's too easy 
of a stretch for them. So for at least for now, I'm going to go Vikings. All right. So you guys got Vikings. I got Broncos. Who's coin one? All right. So wait, it's, it's Broncos minus two and a half, right? Yeah. Broncos heads. All right. Coins got Broncos. Ooh. All right. No, it's no, it's on a limb here. Wait, you took, you took Vikings too, right? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's 2v2. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's like me the, and like the, on the Vikings. Yep. Okay. I okay. like where I stand. All right. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll do some quick news, um, as I talked about before. Um, so... There's a few stories. I know we've mentioned that Bruce Irving signing a, a couple of times. I think it probably speaks to the fact that we're looking to try and address some of those um, pass rush problems that we've been having in terms of, you know, getting to the quarterback consistently. I mean, last year, like three and a half sacks, like played, you know, like half the games. I, I think he's like a proven veteran guy, at least can try and get a little bit of juice in the room. Um, I, I think it's not like a, a huge shifting um, move that's going to make a massive difference. But I do think he's a guy <clears throat> that could come in and play some of those, um, some of those James Houston snaps, you know, where it's like just getting after the passer. Um, and especially when you know that they might be doubling um, Aiden. So, I mean, I like the move. I think it shows us that at least we're, we're like trying um, to fix this hole. And, and I mean, it's cool that we're getting, uh, like a, like a sick veteran, but yeah, yeah sick veteran that sick. wants to yeah. join Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I mean, it, addition by addition. Um, I, I I'm with you. I'm not expecting a ton, but if he can, if he can just like, um, you know, get get opposing offenses thinking and and having some second thoughts about about um, you know, turning the line and and um shifting towards towards Aiden every pass play, then then I think that's something. And if anything, it'll make um Romeo Aquara and, and those guys a little bit hungrier. So Exactly. Uh, Need so, a little bit more yeah, competition I don't have, there. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. Um we'll just have to wait and see. I know he's just on the practice squad now. So right. we'll just have to wait and see. It won't be this week. Maybe Thanksgiving he comes and plays. But um yeah, I mean I'm hopeful. So That'd be sick if he was, like, amazing. I mean, he played last year, so um, I think he played last year for Seattle. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, hopefully he's got some gas in the tank and make some plays, disrupt a few plays, you know, 15 plays a game. That would be great. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, It's not, like, a huge move or anything, but, yeah, it was a move. They made a move. We had another move that was made as well to – so Big V went to the IR. Um, it looks like that back injury is like flaring back up. The good news is we've got Cleary's boy Graham to like instantly fill in there. But I do think you start to get a little bit more questions on, on depth. And they brought in Schofield for the interior line, who is like a guy that's like had like some starting snaps around the NFL. Um, so that's like a little move on the other side um, of the trenches. I, I do think that this just goes to show you <clears throat> how important and how like it like the Graham signing actually was like this yeah. year that we didn't have to just trust 
our interior offensive line to a guy who's like who's great when he's healthy, but he's just getting to that age where your back doesn't get better as you get deeper into your thirties. Like that's not how that works. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've been saying it kind of half joking, but, but, but Vite was like barely ahead of Graham coming out of camp and he didn't, he didn't play this week. I don't think I, I he may have, he may have tried, but um, I, I think even no, if he, he was, I don't, I think even if he was healthy, Graham is Graham's our guy now. I'm, that's a lot of bias tossed in there, but, um. Yeah. You, th- this is this. I was telling someone. This is why the Lions are are good now. Is is because we've built a culture. Um. You know. Weirdly enough, by by trading Stafford away and by like making things right with Calvin and Barry, and like hiring good people and and establish this culture that that veterans want to come play for us. And and it's it's uh somewhere that you could you could you know reasonably expect to to make a playoff run and and potentially win a Super Bowl. So. Um, yeah, no, it it paid dividends too because clearly he wanted to come back. It's like you see somebody, you see how good <clears throat> the Lions line is, and I think a lot of guys are like, I want to be a part of that. I think yeah. a lot of people want to play next to um, a Sewell, want to play next to a Decker, want to play next to a Rag now. Um, <clears throat> and Schofield so, also, Schofield also played at, at Michigan. Um, from I want to say 2009 to, to 2013, um, he's he's a dog. He, he's a he's a good dude, um, and he played a lot with the Broncos. So maybe that's a spin zone. He's he's our between him and Graham, we have uh, maybe you know some intel on the on the Broncos organization. Yeah, that's a way better spin zone than the other side of it. You definitely don't want to pitch it like. Yeah, like we're trending upwards. We now have like two fifths of the former Broncos line from last year, um, which was just like absolutely easy, horrific. easy, easy, easy. <laughs> I actually no, I think he was on the the Chargers last year. I'm not sure, but anyway, the the last piece of news that I wanted to get to was actually around the Jim Harbaugh story that. We had now. Obviously, we know Jim's like a longtime listener, um, so he heard he heard that story, and and he actually had an update um, for us. It seems that he actually is he's starting to think differently about the chicken as a meat. He actually owns some chickens now, and he's recanting this slander. He's saying, you know what? I've been up and close and personal with these birds, and they're actually really low maintenance and just a productive overall animal. So he's. Turns out, boys, we can go to Chipotle, and you don't have to be ashamed to order the chicken anymore. It's so fucked up because when Cleary sent that message, I was at Chipotle and got double carne asada, and it was like twenty four bucks. And I'm like, I'm paying way too much to live by Jim Harbaugh's laws. And then he just recants it. I was like, so I was astonished. Yeah, it was just insane how much they're charging for the carne asada. To be honest, for double, but. Yeah, no. I mean, that, it is what it is. I can go back to chicken now. That that was that was earth shattering. That that press conference probably really just shattered a lot of worlds. Between that, um, sort of, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have been like force feeding their kids to eat steak and like really hurt their their budget that they they can't just go to the typical like chicken thighs, chicken breasts. Um, 
But the other thing in that press conference that he said, I don't know if you guys saw this, like he's, he's clearly has some kind of like virus and working through a cold and or maybe was, was screaming at the TV cause, um, for the Penn State game. But he like lost his voice and they're asking him if he was sick. And he said something like, me sick? No, like I'm like the steel wall that viruses bash against and, and, and crumble. And like he's just gonna yes. he's just gonna do some more push ups and eat some more apples and he'll figure it out. Um, and so that that's I mean, so, the guys that's the an all time line, Cleary. Yeah, but it also is that exact guy is the person that gets everyone in the office sick. Yeah, he's and like, like I'm not sick. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's so great, and and like that just show goes to show you that like just being the football guy that he was, he was like obsessed with the COVID rules and like making sure that they would they would get through. But the whole time, he like doesn't really believe in viruses. Um, so pretty, pretty he's the stuff. he's the polar opposite of um like Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec. He's yeah who's like my body is a microchip and can't have like any disease get by him. Um, like Jim Harbaugh is like the opposite, like no disease can get by me, which is like, I mean, I feel like that's, that's probably an early front runner for football guy of the year quote. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. All right. Let's get out of here and hang some banners. It's been a long show. So we'll limit it to one banner, a person, um, <clears throat> I'll start. I'm gonna hang the banner um, for winning uh, for winning a shootout. I feel like it's been a while since we've been able to like concretely like, say that we've been one of those great offenses, but it, it's like we came up close in the Seattle game, um, but didn't get aggressive there. But it, at the end in this one. We decided to stop on their throat, and we win a shootout. We prove, hey, like, defense shows up. They don't. doesn't matter. Um, we're an elite team. We can just put it on the offense. So that's my banner for this week. Our I'm going to hang – I'm going to hang officially we have the best offensive coordinator. Kind of to piggyback off of winning the shootout, but we have the best offensive coordinator in the NFL, which is kind of sad because someone's going to steal him from me soon but i do want to say we do have the best offensive coordinator we can say that now we'll just hang that up i had to recalibrate a little bit because i wanted to do the shootout one but i know i, I know <laughs> i know no i just scoop that from it's you. all good it's all good dude so yeah, yeah that's how you snake <laughs> no and i think i think there should be some kind of like advanced analytics or something when when uh benny johnson was running along the sidelines with khalif but that was like such a perfect yeah, dude he like, was quick that that that's not the highlight that's gonna show up on on you know Boomer's fastest two minutes or anything like that. But that is like the Lions fans like it's just icing on the cake. Khalif Raymond is like the all time Lion and embodies everything with the franchise. And then Ben Johnson's running with him after he called like a perfect play that just broke the game <laughs> open. So um, I, I'm totally with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are so many awesome things uh, that that happened. Um, seven and two feels like it, it deserves a banner. Just saying that out loud, yes, sir, is, yeah, is kind of wild. Um, so yeah, I think just a band like something kind of like the the Michael Scott like some businesses, some places still know how business is done. Like seven and Lions start the season seven and two. Who knew this was ever going to happen? Um, but we're here. 
banner. Let's go. Fast. So no, great. seven and two. Seven and two is like substantial, right? Like we're past the halfway mark. <clears throat> There's a realistic pathway um, to being like the number one seed. Like seven and two. Like I'll take that banner all day. The only thing that made me like, uh, like why I think eight and two will be even sweeter um, <clears throat> is because like people bring up be like oh last time that we got it was in 2014 it's like 2014 we like kind of like had a bad second second half and we like lose that fucking game in green bay and don't get the nfc north so still like some hurtful um yeah. like scars when when yeah. they bring up last time but once we get into eight and two who gonna fuck with me that you're gonna spin off this planet i love it keep at it okay all right dope shit dope like shit that like Oh hi. oh, hi. Welcome back to Welcome Kiss. Back to um, follow your dreams.